0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Ema Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Tillery. Thank you so much for listening today. We are officially the Big 12 champions. The Big 12 champion Kansas State Wildcats. It is amazing to hear that roll off the tongue. I am so unbelievably ecstatic. And I have been for the, since the game ended, basically. Every single thing that's come out in the back week about K-State has been destiny. K-State has felt like the team that was going to beat TCU. I want to say I talked about it. I want to say I called it. And you followed along all season long, energetic and ready for the conversation. We'll talk about some specifics here as the podcast continues on. But for now, this team needs to be highlighted as a team of destiny. The amount of storylines that happened in this game, in this season, the beautiful things for K-State. K-State hasn't been back to it. Let's just, I'm going to run you through some storylines here, and we'll all just talk about them together. K-State hasn't won a Big 12 championship since Colin Klein started at quarterback a decade ago. In his first season as the Wildcats offensive coordinator, Colin Klein leads us to the Big 12 championship and wins. And wins against undefeated TCU. Klein called an amazing game. The game was back and forth the entire time. K State had a shot late, and they delivered. They held him down on the fourth down goal line stand. We'll talk about the TCU play call in there. I've got some issues with it myself, but as a K-State fan, I have no issues whatsoever. It is a great day to be a Wildcat, a champion Wildcat. The Big 12 is officially Manhattan's. It's officially K-State's. This is a huge, huge thing for the program. Let's talk about the Will Howard Adrian Martinez storyline. And I want to highlight, I'm recording this podcast Monday night after all of the Transfer Portal News has come out for every single player in the country. It seems like if you look at every single roster in the country, there's a chunk of dudes missing. Every single team. People are transferring like crazy. Top recruits, big-name guys. K-State currently has only lost three players. Granted, it would be tough to leave from a team that actually won the Big 12. But let's talk about that. Everybody leaves. Flashback one year, not Will Howard. Will Howard comes to K-State because of Chris Kleiman. I'm sure I've talked about it on this podcast. If I haven't, I'll get you that little heads up now. Chris Kleiman coached at North Dakota State University. We all know that. His star quarterback, Carson Wentz, got drafted second overall, went to the NFL, and had an MVP season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Since then, he's been bouncing around a little bit. But Chris Kleiman's the guy that got him there. Will Howard sees him, understands, okay, Carson Wentz is my favorite player in college football. If there's going to be a coach that gets me to that level, that level of competitive. That level of competitive, it's got to be Chris Klumann. He's going to Kansas State. You know what? I'm going to Kansas State. I'm going to Kansas State. Will Howard enters. You've got Skylar Thompson, the seventh-year senior. He's been there forever. Skylar Thompson gets cheap-shotted against Texas Tech. Will Howard's redshirt season flips up. Will comes into the game, plays against Texas Tech, has some up-and-down performances for the Cats, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Nobody expected a ton. End, K-State ends up going to a bowl game that year with Skylar Thompson at the helm later in the season. And Will Howard goes back to the backup quarterback. Next year. Is Will Howard going to be our guy next year? What, what's happening here? Does anybody know who's going to be starting a quarterback? Enter one Adrian Martinez in the transfer portal. Okay, so we're going. Martinez is the guy. Dual threat quarterback. He's going to be perfect for K-State style of football. And he was. And he was. Colin Klein was virtually calling plays for himself early in the season. And I think, personally, having to go back between Martinez and Howard made Colin Klein a way better offensive play caller. Because he understands the game beyond just the one dimension that he could play with. There's going to be more QB powers with Adrian Martinez in the lineup than there will Will Howard. And that's just the way that we called plays as a team. Adrian Martinez goes down. Injures the knee. Will Howard comes in, the golden boy of K-State football, against undefeated TCU. Will had played a little bit here and there before this season. Martinez reaggravated that injury. Will Howard comes out and balls out in the first half against TCU, leading them by double-digit numbers. TCU hasn't had that happen all season. Sure enough, the Horned Frogs, they are a good team. In case you didn't know, in case you couldn't tell from that game, they're a great team. TCU and Max Duggan come back, win the game. K-State goes home disappointed, 10-point loss massive swing in the second half and it fueled the fire for the wildcats. Tulane wins their conference championship. That's massive. 11 and 2 on the year, that's huge. They're a great team. Then you lose to Texas, which you know, we all know about Texas. We know what they're going to bring. Texas beats us. K-State finds its way back to the Big 12 Championship game against undefeated TCU. Heisman candidate Max Duggan. Everybody going crazy. Wildcats, hey, you know, they're a good team, but TCU's just a team of destiny. They've won every game to this point. They're going to the college football playoffs. They're going to handle business. No, sir. I'll give them credit. They played a hell of a game. They played incredible against K-State. Max Duggan, I don't know how it's humanly possible some of the stuff he did what he did. 95 yards rushing from a guy who is physically exhausted. K-State's defense didn't find a way to stop that. And we go to OT. Will Howard delivers. Deuce Vaughn delivers. The guys that have paved the way. Malik Knowles, massive plays, goes down with an injury, should be back for the Alabama game. This K-State team, there was something special in the air. And you've seen it the last couple of years. We've seen Deuce Vaughn be an all-conference player and show everyone in the world why he's this good. The Cats hang on. 31-28, to let's talk about this. Will Howard stayed at K-State. Waited, trusted the process, came in and won a championship for the Cats when they needed it most. Martinez going down, that could have been a game changer. That could have been an entirely different season for K-State. Will Howard's maturity and experience came in and delivered for the Cats. And proved that you can stay and win championships. You don't have to leave as soon as you're not starting. And now, heading into next season, Will Howard's the starting quarterback and looks to be incredible. I am so happy for Will Howard. That is a responsible, responsible. An emotionally mature decision to stay in purple. Stay in Manhattan. Stay with the Cats. Let's talk about Coach Kleiman. Following up the coach that changed K-State history, that changed what it meant to wear purple, changed what it meant to be a Wildcat. College Football Hall of Fame coach, Bill Snyder. Where do we go to find a replacement for this guy? Enter one Chris Kleiman. A guy who took the values and the morals established by those Bill Snyder teams and ran with it and strengthened it. K-State developed and they matured and they understood what it meant to be teammates beyond just compete you can see it through every single person on this roster saying i love this team i'd die for this team ty zentner the leg post game saying i would die for this team i love these guys you can see when will howard and adrian martinez hug and they're both genuinely appreciative of one another adrian's not there saying well hey you did it yeah good good for you kid he's genuinely so excited to be a part of it same thing with will howard saying this hey Adrian, you were a huge part. You got us here. We could do this together. That is not very common. You want to talk about Texas Tech, what happened with their three quarterbacks. Donovan Smith enters the transfer portal today. A three-quarterback carousel you have no starter when you're changing every other game. K-State found a way to avoid a quarterback controversy every game, even though Howard's balling out, even though Adrian's balling out. The injury made it available, and the maturity of the two guys helped so much. The entire roster rallied around both guys. Regardless of who could go, K-State found a way to get it done. And that's got to be a test of Kleiman. K-State's had three Big 12 championships in three different decades. Kleiman does that in the 2020s. Snyder does that in the 2010s. How about that? We found our guy. Coincidentally, at the same time you get a Jerome Tang, a guy who's led a team to be 7-1 and one in the first eight games, and nobody thought they'd win half of those games. K-State Athletic Director Gene Taylor has done an amazing job. Getting the right guys, wearing the coaching headsets, wearing the helmet, being courtside, getting the right guys in position so that we can win games. They found the right guys for both programs. And you can see it when you see the video of the K-State basketball team celebrating, cheering, freaking out when the football team's winning this game. There's a video of them. They play the same night as the Big 12 Championship. Big 12 Championship, 11 a.m., K-State basketball plays around 7. The guys are back in in the locker room, watching, coaches, everybody freaking out, screaming when the Ty Zentner kick goes up, slams in. That's culture. That's coaching. That's the right people. K-State has that. I don't think a lot of teams do. I know that even with the Bruce Weber era, even when Clyman was here, that there was still a little bit of a difference in the teams. You'd see the guys come out. Eventually, they'd come sit courtside. They'd come do their thing, or vice versa. They'd come out on the field, watch watch from the sideline. They'd support But it wasn't a whole team unity. There wasn't this vibe that they have now. They've got that. K-State proved that you don't need to be the most highly touted recruits to win a game. There are three four-star recruits on the entire roster of K-State. No five stars. Texas has nearly 60 four-stars and a handful of five-stars. There's guys across the country that are begging to play for different programs. K-State found a way to beat all those guys. With junior college transfers, with guys who have stayed in the program, who have developed who followed climate and did things the right way. That is culture. That's a team. Let's talk about Ty Zentner. A kid who has competed on and off the field as a punter, comes in for K-State as the main field goal kicker, goes 9 of 9, never misses a kick for the Cats. Running onto the field 28-28, K-State tees it up for him. All Zentner has to do is hit the kick. He's got the biggest smile I've seen ever. Massive. Everybody anywhere knew that kick was going in. That's not what you want to see if you're TCU. You don't want to see the kicker come on with confidence because he's drilling that kick. That's amazing. That is beautiful. They say, how can you not be romantic about baseball? How can you not be romantic about sports in general? This is beautiful. There are so many different things that happen in this game. If you're a K-State fan, it doesn't matter if you're 60. It doesn't matter if you're 20. Everyone here appreciates the moment because they know where we've been. They know where we're coming from. They know which guys care. They know who's cheering. They see guys who are in the NFL for 12 years. Tyler Lockett comes back screaming, tweeting constantly about the Big 12 championship game. Dean Wade, guys in the NBA who have really contributed here, tweeting about it, freaking out about it. That's what it means to be a team. K-State showed that on a national spectrum, beating undefeated TCU. It's unbelievable to see what happened, and I am so happy. K-State, now we'll talk a little bit, a little bit about the future, K-State has a bowl game in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans with none other than the big dog of college football, Alabama. Nick Saban in Alabama. Granted, it's probably going to be a lot of second and third strings because I think a lot of dudes are going to sit out. K-State currently, I don't know what you'd expect for the, for the line here. K-State's only a few-point dog. And Alabama's been doing all of this trash talking, talking about, hey, we deserve to be in the college football playoffs. We're better than everybody. Because what would the, you know who would be favored if we played these college football teams? Who's favored between TCU and Alabama? I still like TCU. I still like TCU. I don't know if you guys feel that, but I know that these teams, these favored teams, Alabama, it doesn't mean anything. We don't even know what your roster's going to look like. And you're already saying all this. Nick Saban has been doing rounds in every form of media, talking about, hey, you know, we just got to, we deserve a shot. You know, we deserve a shot. Why would you deserve a shot? Which team deserves a shot here? K-State is only a four-point dog against Alabama. You're not going to sit here and tell me that they're going to stomp K-State. That's not going to happen. I think TCU is a significantly better team than Alabama. And K-State was on top early against them. It's going to be interesting to see how the injuries shake out. We lost a lot of talented players in that game. Sounds like Echo Boydo is going to be back. Sounds like Malik Knowles is going to be back. I don't know where we're going to be at with Deuce Vaughn. I don't know where we're going to be at with Felix. That's going to be a toss-up. But those are both massive parts of the Cats. But I think Deuce will play. My mind says Deuce will play. I think Deuce will still play. My mind says Deuce will play. Felix, I'm not too sure... The K-State football team did come to, a, to halftime of the basketball game, and the last question Felix was asked by one of the reporters was, hey, are you excited for the Sugar Bowl? Felix immediately kind of, well, uh, I, I. it was a really, really awkward moment in front of all the fans. I don't know what that says. That doesn't really say I've been begging to play Alabama. It's, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, don't, I might be going to league. I don't know if I'm going to play. You can't just imagine to say, yes, I'm excited. You don't even have to mean that as a player. You can say that as a teammate and still be okay. But boy, he hesitated bad. It was a wild situation. Uh, So that's definitely a storyline to follow in this one. But I think if you add it all up, if you look at K-State, if you look across the country, if there's going to be a quarterback that's going to beat Alabama, you can't sit here and tell me it's not Will Howard. I fully believe this K-State team rallies, man. I can't wait to watch him try to corral Deuce Vaughn. K-State has a team. These guys are ready to go. And I think fully, I fully believe we're going to have to see what happens with the 12 team playoff expansion. I think K-State's in position next year to immediately be a top 10 team in the country. Following that, years after that Avery Johnson gets here next year, gets to watch from Will Howard and learn from Will Howard as a redshirt freshman most likely. We don't know what we'll see yet. That's my pick. You get the one of the top quarterbacks all time attending K-State as a recruit. You're learning from a guy who's going to be on the Heisman watch list every week. That's incredible. That is incredible. Avery Johnson has an amazing opportunity to turn the Cats into a powerhouse. Not just a one-time champion in the last 10 years. Will Howard immediately puts us in a position to win the Big 12 next year. The guys we have. I have a, I have a personal idea, and I think Deuce will stay. I think Felix is going to league, but I think Deuce Vaughn will stay. That would be massive. But you know what I also know? It is hard to look past the kid wearing 31 out there. DJ Giddens is going to be a monster. I know it might not feel like it right now. Trust me, bookmark it. DJ Giddens is going to be a stud the second he gets full contact, full time a minute. You saw him in that back half. You saw him breaking tackles, going six, seven, eight yards a run, and TCU has to keep him corralled. He's a big man and he's got good vision. He's a talented back, and this is nothing against Deuce Vaughn. I'm not sitting here and saying that Deuce Vaughn is all-time great, Ring of Honor player for K-State especially now. He was going to be Ring of Honor either way, especially now. I think DJ Giddens has a lot. I think DJ Giddens has learned a lot from Deuce Vaughn, and I think he's going to turn it into an awesome, awesome career. Fully, full-heartedly. I, I think so. I think we should get a lot more of, D- of DJ Giddens in this game against Alabama. It'll depend on how much Deuce wants to play, but I think we're going to get more Giddens in this game, and I can't wait for that. I think Cade Warner is going to make plays. He's a stud. I don't know if you saw the video, everybody go back, look it up on Twitter, watch Kurt Warner's reaction to the Cats winning the Big 12 championship. It was amazing, dude. I was tearing up the whole time, because he knows the journey that Cade Warner's taken. Junior college, nobody's taking a chance on him, let me go to K-State. Turns himself into a captain, and is making massive plays against undefeated TCU. Julius Brents. I think Julius Brents is a top NFL type player. I'm going to follow that up and say, I know what I just said, and I'm sticking by it. I don't think he's going to be drafted in the top four rounds, but that guy is six four. He's got great ball skills. He's a stud, and he fought the entire time with Quentin Johnson, who's the same size as the guy. Yeah, he had a couple of pass interference,s but he had a key, key interception. If that pick doesn't happen, I have so much fear for K State to win this football game, and we still went to OT. Julius Prince was one of the guys left in a completely depleted secondary. Kobe Savage out. Josh Hazel to leave the game at times out. Sincere Mason out. Echo Boido, out. There was a guy playing defense for K-State who switched from receiver to cornerback two and a half weeks ago, and he's playing in the Big 12 championship. That's insane. And K-State wins that football game. I don't know how much I can tell you, man. This is just, I'm over the moon right now, and I'm so ecstatic. I am so blessed and fortunate to be able to cover this team and host the podcast, and in my first year doing that, K-State wins the Big 12 championship. I'm not going to say I'm setting myself up for anything here. But K-State looks to be a team that for the next five, next ten years is going to be a prominent member of Big 12 play. I can't wait to see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen next year. We're going to get new teams. Texas and Oklahoma obviously leaving. BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston all joining the Big 12. It's going to be a great time to be a Wildcat. We are living in the middle of it. K-State has an amazing opportunity. And I am so thrilled to be a Wildcat. I'm so thrilled to be the host of this podcast. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Another thing I want to let be known, I think K-State is going to land more transfers than they ever have in program history this year. And to back that up, I want to say how many people have transferred today? We've already hit a record number by 5 p.m. The most transfers in the transfer portal in one day, 700 plus members. There's 3,300 people in the country that have entered the portal today alone. And it's tough not to look at K-State and say, this is an ideal destination. This is somewhere I want to go. You've got the coach. You've got the quarterback. You've got a superstar running back. Potentially. We don't know. But you've got people at every single level. Avery Johnson coming in the next year. You've got guys that are going to be here for a while, contributing. I think Chris Clemon is putting himself and the rest of this coaching staff in perfect, perfect position to compete. If Colin Klein's here... Ideally, he'll stay for a while, but also it's hard not to imagine him getting a head coaching job eventually. If you're a quarterback, if you're an offensive player, don't you want that guy calling plays for you? Don't you want somebody with experience? That's what it felt like all year long. Colin Klein made those plays. I'll end things off. I'll start to wrap things up here. I don't know what the future holds for K-State, but I know we got the right guys, the right coaches, the right players. We're doing things the right way, and I think that's good for something. I don't know if we're going to win the Big 12 every year. I don't know if we're going to get to the game every year. But it feels like we got the right guys in position. I want to say thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to this episode of the Everything Ema podcast. I'm your host, Joe Tillery. I am so fortunate for all of you listening this season, throughout the year, riding with us, betting, going with the Cats, just overall being a K-State fan. It is my dream to cover this team, and I am so grateful to have you guys here along for the journey. K-State delivered for all of us. That game was for every fan. Young and old, graduated, K-State, anyone, anyone affiliated with the university. That was for everyone who bleeds purple. K-State put on the performance of a lifetime, and I know that everyone watching will remember that forever. The next task is up. We got Alabama. I'm ready for it, and I can't wait to talk about it in the next week's episode of the Everything Ema podcast. Thank you so much. It is a great, great day to be a Wildcat. Go Cats!